On this installment of Did I Wear Pajama Pants for Recording? The answer is no. <laughs> I didn't know that was a game that we were playing now. Oh, it's not going to be. I'm going to uh, drop it now, and then one day, when you least expect it. You're going to drop your pants? <laughs> That's not where I was going with this. <laughs> but that is a good idea. <laughs> By which I mean it's a terrible idea. Yeah, I think it's a terrible idea for both of us. Welcome to Under the Bridge, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I'm Cody, a.k.a. the Scarlet Troll. And I am Greg, a.k.a. Greg. Very good. Ordinarily, I'd start with the gaming news. <clears throat> We're not going to do that this time. Oh, no. No, that's not happening. Okay. We'll get to it later on. <laughs> so we're going to start with film stuff. Alrighty. I definitely have to go watch Pearl this, my weekend, as it turns out, because they're getting a sequel. Remind me what that one's about? That's the prequel to X. Okay. Wait. Yeah, it's, it's, the, one, it's the one about the farm girl who goes crazy. How is a pre? How does a prequel get a sequel? Well, it's a se- The original film is getting a sequel. Okay. About the main girl of the first movie, who is played by the same actress who plays the old lady killer, who is the star of the first movie, the prequel movie, after the rampage. Okay. And it's called Maxine with three X's. <laughs> That's concerning. I mean, you remember what I said about X and how it was some people go to shoot a porno and it turns into a horror movie, right? Yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah. It's, it still sounds very concerning. <laughs> Probably will be. I really liked X. I just didn't get a chance to see Pearl this weekend, so I'm going to do that probably tomorrow night? I don't know. We'll find out. Tomorrow night as a recording. Definitely right. seeing it, though. There was a promo release, but there's barely anything to it, so I didn't add it to trailer time. Ah, fair enough. But I thought it was worth noting. <laughs> Speaking of surprising sequels, mm-hmm. did you ever think we'd see Keanu Reeves as John Constantine again? Not really, actually. Well, we're gonna! Oh! Well, that's cool. Yeah, of all things, <laughs> Warner Brothers is making a sequel to the 2005 Constantine movie. Uh. With the original director to boot. Uh, this is a strange decision. Right? Of all the things. I know it means saying that. It's like, people at Warner Brothers are like, have you been paying attention for the last, like, two, three months? (laughs) That is our whole MO now. It's just, this is a strange decision. Warner Brothers logo appears. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's really weird because... That, I'm not going to say was a bad movie, Mm -hmm. but it was a bad Constantine movie. Mm. It just was not a great... And it's so baffling because we've had more faithful Constantine since, in the form of Matt Ryan, who played him in the Arrowverse, and Joanna Constantine, or Joanna Constantine, in the Sandman Netflix series. I'm pretty sure I've seen the movie, but it's probably been at least a decade since i've seen it so don't remember too much of it but would you say that it's a movie that is deserving of a sequel absolutely not okay (laughs) especially not 17 years after the fact fair (laughs) 
I wasn't sure if it'd be one of those things where it's like, ultimately, even for how apparently meh it is, there's like, well, there's still something left on the table, maybe. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's just because Keanu Reeves is on an upswing and Warner Brothers is like, hey, we can use this. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's been on an upswing for like several years now, so. You could just cast him as something else, but. Yeah, that would make too much sense, and that would be too easy. Oh, and then it gets weirder because it's being produced by Weed Road Pictures and Bad Robot, which is J.J. Abrams' production company. And per variety, it sounds like the Constantine and Madam X series that Bad Robot was working on for HBO Max are both dead, and, and they're working on this instead. Oh, really? Yeah, that's just weird. <laughs> See, this is one of those weird things, because... I enjoy seeing Keanu Reeves and stuff, so I'm always up for more Keanu Reeves content, but this is still one of those things where I still can't help but go, Warner Brothers, what the hell is going on inside of you right now? Yeah, what are you, what is your game plan here? Yeah, what's your end game? Of all the things on my bingo card, never in my life would I have put sequel to Constantine. (laughs) That's, that's right up there with, I don't know. Uh, let me check here, let me check here. That is right up there with Sora for Smash. Never <laughs> Until it is. I was saying, we saw how that went. Yeah, I'm bad at bingo. Mm. I told you how my endgame predictions worked out, right? I think you did, but I don't remember. I didn't get a single one. <laughs> I did not get a single endgame death prediction correctly. I remember that for... Infinity War, you guessed a couple things. Like, half of them were right, the other half were wrong, but the wrong were replaced more for ones that you did not see coming at all. Yeah. Or something along those lines. Like, I think I remember you saying that you didn't expect him to actually kill T'Challa. No, I did not expect that. I mean, yeah. I knew he was gonna come back, but... Yeah. I didn't think they'd do it even temporary. Anyways! <laughs> we're not gonna way. get into Endgame. Point is, did not see this coming... I guess we'll see how it goes. Get me a trailer, question mark? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. So it didn't take long after D23 for Disney to already start moving stuff. Wasn't it literally two days? Something like that. Yeah, which is a little silly. Haunted Mansion has been delayed from March 10th, 2023 to August 11th. Hmm. So that's... A little confusing why they even bothered to give it that date in the first place. Right. We also know that the untitled Marvel movie that was coming out February of 2024 has been moved to September instead. Oh dear. Yeah, don't know what that's about. Hmm. If anything, that means movie-wise, 2024 is going to be a little sparse starting out MCU-wise. Because no February movie would mean the next one is, I think, in May? Oh, okay, so yeah, that that would be a pretty decent gap. Yeah, even Doctor Strange didn't do that. Yeah. I think. No, Doctor Strange did that. Never mind, I'm wrong. <laughs> so it'll be 2022 all over again. Hmm. Only we'll have Daredevil to keep us company. Hey, hey, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah! We also got official dates for a few other projects, most of which, in fact, I think all of which we briefly talked about last week. Was it last week? Good God. How time <laughs> flies. Oh, yes. But anyways, during the D23 episode, anyways. Mm-hmm. And the dates we have are Elio is coming out March 1st, 2024. Snow White is coming out March 22nd, 2024. 
Inside Out 2, opening June 14th, 2024. And Mufasa the Lion King is coming out July 5th, 2024. <laughs> those last two are, I'm sorry, those last two are still ones that I have to remind myself are actually happening. It doesn't uh, quite feel real, does it? No, no, especially, honestly, Inside Out is the one that I have more of a hard time with, just because it's like, as great as the movie as is, I never thought, it's like, yeah, this needs a sequel. Yeah. The Lion King sequel is just straight money rap, like, there's no bones about that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. No elephant graveyard bones about it. <sighs> and then, in one final and honestly kind of sad bit, Star Wars Rogue Squadron has been removed from the release calendar. And that is definitely the one that makes me the most sad. Um, now, they might come back to it. They might put it back on at a later point. Doesn't mean it's necessarily canceled. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't look necessarily great. No, I hope it's not canceled. I mean, granted, I'm a sucker for, like, aviation movies. But it's one of those things where, as far as I'm aware, the only real represent like significant representation that the fighter squadrons have gotten outside of like the like battles in the movies are just the video games or as in this case of them being a central focus point it would be nice to have that in movie form so yeah when that was announced i was like ooh, i was very much looking forward to that i hope it's still happening too but the fact that they just took it off the um schedule date anything is one of those things where it's like oh that's that's not a good thing to see yeah star wars since Disney got them, has had a really bad habit, it seems, of, we're making all this stuff, now we're not. Yeah, I don't think this is happening, but I have seen a lot of people who are saying they're afraid that Disney is going to use Star Wars more so to just make more content for Disney Plus and keep it at that. I Ooh. don't think that's going to happen, but I can definitely understand how people are jumping to that conclusion given recent events. And it's so nutty, because it's still, even the worst Star Wars movies make money. Yeah, even, yeah. I would... Except Solo, but, I mean, that wasn't Solo's fault. Solo's no. one of the better ones, I thought. I thought it was one of the good ones, I guess. I But I do think it was just one of the ones that has a harder draw to a general audience. I Plus, they put it in May between Infinity War and, or was it Endgame? No, it was Infinity War, I think. I think yeah. they put it between Infinity War and Deadpool 2. Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's one of those things where it's like, if that's your release date, then you're just kind of dooming yourself. For the story of how Han Solo got his lucky dice. <laughs> and how he met Chewie. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but nobody nobody is going to see that over Infinity War and Deadpool 2. Mm -hmm. Just a baffling decision. And they gave it almost no marketing either. Yeah. Could have actually been something. Yeah, I mean, I still feel like that's one of those things where it's like, that would again be too easy and make too much sense, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyways, I'm sick of being sad about Star Wars stuff and how we're not getting another movie until December 2025. Mm. And we don't even know what it is. <laughs> Let's go make fun of Sony. It's been a minute. Oh boy, our favorite pastime. Yeah, it's, it's been a minute since we got to make fun of Sony. I've shifted to Warner Brothers quite a bit because they're busy setting themselves on actual fire, but mm -hmm. Sony's making another Karate Kid movie. Really, now? Yeah. Hmm. Nothing to do with Cobra Kai, apparently. Okay. Yeah. And it's coming out June 7th, 2024. Oh, boy. Yeah. Plus, Garfield has shifted... 
<laughs> to May 24th, 2024. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, yes, uh, the thing we're all very concerned about, the Spider-Man spinoffs. Oh, boy. Yes, Craven the Hunter will no longer be coming out in January. We are now going to have to wait until October 6th, 2023 to see that one. Okay. And then Madam Web will be coming out February 16th, 2024. Okay. I don't believe these are ever coming out. <laughs> I was curious. It's like, well, at least they see it. They have a plan here. It's like, I don't believe these are actually happening. It's like, okay, you know what? That's a fair conclusion to come I don't to. think these are real movies. <laughs> I think these are just more Tropic Thunder sketches. <laughs> That's what I think. Fair enough. I kind of have a thing to add to Sony as well. Oh, boy. Yeah. Because we've had a couple new castings for, like, honestly, kind of a thing that I feel ashamed to constantly be keeping up with. The Gran Turismo movie. Because it was announced that Orlando Bloom is going to be cast in the movie in some form of undisclosed role. Which was definitely the one that made me go, okay? (laughs) And earlier today, it was apparently announced that... Darren Barnett is going to be in the Gran Turismo movie as the main antagonist. Huh. And he Why does a Gran Turismo movie have an antagonist? <laughs> I imagine he's going to play the kid who like shows up and is like, Forza's better. <laughs> like, what does he want to do? Take his race winnings and use it to build a parking lot over an orphanage? <laughs> What's the I, plan here? I don't know. Apparently, That's deranged. Apparently, and it took me a minute, because it's one of those things where I saw it, I recognized it his photo, but I don't remember him in anything, but he was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was the, he played a younger version of Malik. Oh, neat. Yeah, I guess. Gideon? Uh, no, Wilfred Malik. Ah, I see, I see. Yeah, no, it's one of those things where when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's neat, as the antagonist. Like, why? <laughs> why does this movie have one of those? Keep in mind, Gran Turismo as a series is basically, the entire MO of Gran Turismo is collect cars and race the cars you collect. It is literally sports car Pokemon. That is, so, for this to have an antagonist is just one of those things, it's like, okay, I, I know it's like, eh. Yeah, this is it. This is just weird. I hope they don't pull a Ford versus Ferrari, because as much as I love that movie, my biggest problem with it was that they made um, an antagonist for the movie, and the antagonist is actually someone who, for all I've seen read about him, he was known for being kind of a dick, but definitely not to the level that is portrayed in the movie. Like not to the level of almost sabotaging his own company's racing results. To <laughs> ha. Yeah, that was kind of one of those things where it's like, this actually, I see what they're doing, because it's one of those things where you have to, arguably you have to have an antagonist, but not to this extreme. So, I will say, it is one of those things where, as much as I hate to admit it, that has definitely made me more curious about how this movie's going to go. (laughs) This has made me the opposite. This has made me just angry. (laughs) Antagonist of the Gran Turismo movie. Yes. Was he, is he playing Dick Dastardly? <laughs> like I said, he's gonna play like the kid in like eighth, fifth grade with the main character who just like pushes him to the side. It's like Forza's better. Get on Xbox, nerd, and then runs away. And Jeebus. it's like 
20 years later, it's like, oh, it's him trying to be a race car driver. <laughs> just based on the castings that have been announced, this movie is just getting more zany and zany by the fortnight. Ha. <laughs> ha. Ha. <laughs> Something downhill from here. <laughs> Got him. Foresh- we'll get to that later. I was to say foreshadowing. <laughs> but uh, as but much that- as I love making fun of Sony, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers is not out of the woods just yet. Oh no. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of the People's Joker? No. It was being advertised as an illegal coming of age comic book movie. In a league what? I'm sorry. It's a parody. Okay. It's supposed to be a parody. <laughs> I was going to say, can you run that by me? An illegal coming of age. All right. Yeah, it was being advertised as an illegal comic book movie. And then DC shut it down. Aw. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the whole the whole shtick, I guess, was it's Joker as a stand-up trans comedian called Joker the Harlequin. And it actively used a bunch of Batman stuff in it. And obviously, I haven't seen it because it got pulled from TIFF. Mm -hmm. So, I have no idea whether it was actually making a point with these characters or not. Yeah, that's kind of one of those things where I am all for increased trans representation and whatnot in movies. But just based on that blur, it's like, okay, is this one of those things where... They're doing this for a reason, or is it a just because? Because if it's a well, just because, it's already, like, kind of eh. Well, see, that's the interesting thing. Especially because I really don't want to support any big corporation in terms of IP ownership or what have you, because that's gross. Mm-hmm. Because parody is supposed to be protected. Yes. But it does really beg the question, when is it a parody, and when does a parody just become a really weird take on pre-existing material. And I don't know what the answer is. I guess we'll find out, because the story is apparently still developing. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I don't really know how to answer that either. Because it's like... I I know a parody when I see it for the most part, I think. Mm -hmm. But every so often, there's that thing where all I could do... I thought Grease was a parody, and or satire. (laughs) And apparently it wasn't, and that just that just broke my goddamn mind. And I yeah, hate that movie. <laughs> I've seen that as well in regards to Grease, because I have watched it a couple of times, and it's like, okay, it's not... A, I don't see how this isn't a parody. Like, I believe them that it's not, but I don't get it either. Yeah, I couldn't tell you how it's not a parody, because everything about it feels parodic. Yeah. Parodic? Everything feels like a joke. <laughs> like ha isn't the 50s weird and zany and gross mm. and yet apparently you're supposed to take it completely at face value fair enough can't do it won't do it mm-hmm. that's what I have to say so I guess we'll see how this goes this is going to be really interesting yeah it's. I'm curious to see what more I hope like it is kind of one of those things where I'm definitely not sold on that general premise, but I'd be interested to see more of it as it develops. Hopefully it's not something that just gets thrown into trash right away. Oh, I'm sure eventually you can find it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Eventually. Eventually. So I think, rather than 
skip to trailer time. Now might be a good time to do the gaming news. Yes, and oh boy, was there a lot of it, because the Tokyo Game Show was this past weekend. Yeah, and I barely paid attention to it. <laughs> That's fair. I've been busy. I know I know there were a couple interesting things. I know that Tekken 8 was announced on the Tokyo Game Show. That's really the only thing I kind of paid attention to, in all honesty. I'm not going to talk at length about this one, because I haven't seen any of the footage, because I'm not a rude person, but mm. you hear about the GTA 6 leak. I have. I read about it, and I actually saw a tiny bit of what was leaked, and Rockstar actually put out a statement earlier today basically confirming this. Like, no, this was legit. Apparently someone hacked into their um, Slack um, accounts and just, like, downloaded a bunch of information about the game. Oh my. So, so that's how all of that happened. Yeah, like, literally, their their Slack got um, broken into. So nobody was cutting them any Slack? <laughs> up steve no <laughs> it's my podcast and i'll die if i want to <laughs> no um but yeah i saw it i i like i saw it i read about it i did see a little bit of like some of like the screenshots and whatnot and my takeaway was like yeah that's definitely grant that thought i didn't really have many thoughts beyond that in all honesty uh it's just that it's interesting how what is as far as i can tell one of the most anticipated games currently got leaked what seems like relatively easily. I think the thing about this that gets me the most is, like I said, I haven't seen any of the footage or anything, mm -hmm. but there seems to be a lot of gamers complaining that it doesn't look good, and it's like, yeah, it's leaked! It's almost like you weren't supposed to fucking see it! Because yeah. it's not ready to show off yet! You think games just spring fully formed from the thigh of Zeus? Ready to go? Yeah, like, like it's No, from the bits I was I was able to see, it's like this game is like obviously in pre alpha. Like And you might be thinking to yourself, Cody, isn't that a double standard considering how much you shit on Sonic Frontiers? And you know, I'd be inclined to say you might have a point, except I'm making fun of what Sega actively decides to show us. <laughs> yeah, no. That was the because that's the big takeaway. This was like None of this was supposed to see the light of day, and it's pretty damn obvious if you just see what's shown. It's like, yeah, of course it's going to look bad. It's still stuff that's being worked on. These are things that are being passed around by the various developers at Rockstar to see, hey, does this work? Does this work? Is this good? This is still very much the corporate projects portion of this game, so of course it looks like shit. Yeah. So I, it is one of those, I, I do find that interesting because I did see a little bit of that of people who respond, responded negatively to that. It's like for how much gaming has been intertwined into modern society and especially how easy it is to find information. I felt like at this point, things like beta, beta versions and alpha and pre-alpha versions of games was at least a little bit more well known because this game's definitely not coming out for at least a couple years, probably. Oh yeah. If that. Yeah. So, I was surprised to see that, because it's like, you guys didn't know that this is how games are made? Like Apparently not! Mm. Mm, what can you do? <laughs> Make fun of nerds who don't know how things work. <laughs> Fair enough. That's what you can do. Mm -hmm. So the main thing I paid attention to this week was the Nintendo Direct. Of course. Y'all like farming simulators? <laughs> <laughs> I did hear that there's a lot of, like, farming or farming-adjacent things for this Nintendo Direct. Yeah, here's a, here, here's just a, here's just a sampling. Mm-hmm. 
remake of Harvest Moon A Wonderful Life called Story of Seasons A Wonderful Life coming summer 2023. Mm-hmm. A new farm and flora sim called Fay Farm spring 2023. Mm-hmm. Special edition of Rune Factory 3 2023. Okay. A new Rune Factory series is in development. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then we, they also had a bunch of JRPG stuff as well. For example, a third installment of Atelier Ariza, mm. which is coming out February 24th, 2023. Fire Emblem Engage, starring Todoroki from My Hero Academia for some reason. <laughs> this is a new Fire Emblem game, right? Yeah. Okay. But Morph's coming back. Hmm. It's coming out January 1st, 2023, so Happy New Year to us. Have you seen the protagonist? Uh, no, I know that people have been talking about it, but I've never been able to like really like nail it down. Um, Hold on a moment. Let me get a picture for you. Okay. Just take a look at this Todoroki-ass looking motherfucker. He looks like he came out of Kill a Kill. Bro, do look like an anthropomorphic personification of a toothpaste commercial. <laughs> that is, that is some funky. Oh, and his eyes are different color too. Yeah, he's got heterochromia. Okay, okay, that's because he needs to be more special. This is a bit extreme. <laughs> it's definitely stylish, but I'm, but I'm not going to say it looks good. Yeah. Also, Octopath Traveler Two is coming out February twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. God, they are stacking February, aren't they? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Tell you what's not coming out February. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, because that's coming out December 13th. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I'm, actu I'm actually looking forward to that, because I'm going to get that for the Xbox. Early 2023, we're getting Tales of Symphonia remastered. Hmm. So, yeah, a lot of, a lot of JRPGs, a lot of farming sims. But there's also some other stuff. Some weird stuff. Oh, weird stuff's fun. You ever want a Fist of the North Star boxer size game? I don't know. Wait, what's a boxer size game? Boxing exercise. Huh. It sounds cool. Because <laughs> we're getting fitness boxing, Fist of the North Star, March 2023. Okay, sure. Why Why not? <laughs> Nutty. Mm. Absolutely insane we're getting another fatal frame oh really yeah mask of the lunar eclipse early 2023 mm -hmm. a lot of 2023s i like it yeah as i say there's a lot of stuff coming out between like february and, and like midsummer of next year like that's that's a lot of stuff <laughs> oh front mission one and two are getting remade for the nintendo switch hmm so that's not something I would have expected. <sighs> really, what is at this point from from the Switch? At this point, it's all just the crazy stuff. Wasn't there also something about a Sui Coden remake coming? Is that coming on Switch as well? Sui Coden. I think. Nope, not as far as I know. At least it wasn't part of the direct. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'm yeah. thinking something else. Then I know that there was one other announcement that was made for a remaster that no one was expecting and it was for a particularly expensive game. <laughs> we even got a few blasts from the past in that Kirby Return to Dreamland is getting a deluxe upgrade for the Nintendo Switch. 
Return to Dreamland. Return That's to the Dreamland. one for the Wii. I was going to say, isn't that a Wii game? <laughs> yeah. That's usually, what is it, like 60 Yeah, I think that's like a $60, $70 game. Well, (laughs) maybe it'll come down a bit now. Yeah, I mean, I feel like whenever there's remasters of especially Sonic games, it is one of two things. Either it just goes down hard, or... Or it goes up because people want the original more now. Yeah, or because maybe like the remaster doesn't live up to expectations, so people want the original even more because of that. Yeah. And to go even further back... Hmm. We're getting N64 games added to the eShop. Oh, such as? Pilot Wing 64. Mm-hmm. The first three Mario parties. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's actually pretty sick. And we're also getting the first two Pokemon stadiums. Ooh. I, I'm not saying ooh because of that. I'm saying ooh because I know like how much Stadium 2 is like sought after. <laughs> Yeah. That's one I'm going to be very curious to see, like, how the market changes with that. Oh, sorry, I should have specified. They're coming to Nintendo Switch online, not just the eShop. So, is that the thing where... Is it, like, kind of like the rental thing? Kind of like what Sony does for PlayStation? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Uh, That makes more sense. (laughs) Yeah. It's still gross, but it does make more sense. <laughs> it's basically you pay for the online service, you get a bunch of free games. Granted, Nintendo's online is so bad that you shouldn't be paying for it anyway, but... Mm. Hey, free games. Hey, free games, yeah. Oh, also 1080 snowboarding and Excitebike. Huh. I feel like those are two where it's just kind of like, okay, we need something to balance out the first party stuff. Uh, These games. <laughs> Oh, you want something to balance out the first party. Uh, have you heard of a little number called GoldenEye 64? Oh, is that coming too? Yes! Okay, well I remember hearing that it's coming to Game Pass as well. Oh, really? Yeah, it's going to be available on Game Pass. I don't remember when. They were saying, it's like, yeah, the game's going to be coming to Game Pass. And it was like, really? So that'll be interesting. That is actually something I'm looking forward to since GoldenEye is often credited as the game that more or less laid the foundation for modern first-person shooters. So I'm very much looking forward to it, to seeing all the things that it's like, oh, oh, this is so much better now. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Bayonetta 3 is coming out October 28th. I thought the release date for that was already announced. No, we had no idea when that was coming. Oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah, honestly, I kind of thought they forgot about it. <laughs> Plus, we also got a release date and a new title for The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel, and it's called The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Can I just say that it did actually really bother me how, for the longest time, because from what I remember, like, things about the game were shown, but it was just known as the sequel to Breath of the Wild. It's like, give it a name! (laughs) Call it something! (laughs) Yeah, for real. I did see a joke that somebody made online. I don't know if it was a joke or, like, just genuine naivety. Or being naive, or someone said, do you think they delayed the announcement of the name because of the Queen of England passing away? That might be why it didn't stream in the UK. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would make sense. That that would make a lot of sense, honestly. I mean, I'm honestly, I'm just glad it has a name because it was one of those. It's it's like just. A relatively minor thing, I fully admit I'm probably like nitpicking a bit, but it did just bother the absolute crap out of me. 
Yeah, it's nice to have a name for it, just so it's like, it's not just, oh, Breath of the Wild 2? Yeah. But anyways. Mm. Enough about that. Let's get to the real big thing of this Nintendo Direct. You know it. You love it. You've all been waiting for it. Pikmin 4 is confirmed! <laughs> Holy shit! I, I just want to mention real quick, you, you, you peaked so much you cut out on my end when you got excited for that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I am still excited. Prepare for it to happen again. Oh my god, I thought this game was dead! Wasn't, ah! wasn't this game, like, in development hell? Yeah, it was supposed to be close to completion in September 2015! <laughs> oh no. And then Miyamoto said it was progressing in 2017. And then That's we just kind of stopped hearing about it. <laughs> that is very much one where that's one of those deals where it's like, I would love, 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 love to be on, like, a fly in the wall in that, like, office, in those offices for all those years. Huh. And not only is it coming out, it's coming out next year. Oh, really? Yeah, 2023. It's happening. It's real. I have to beat Pikmin 3 now because I've just been dicking around on the final boss. <laughs> it's like, damn it, I actually have to finish the game now. I hate it. <laughs> but I love it. I can't wait to see what new Pikmin types they come up with and what weird, goofy-ass treasures you gotta look for and what terrifying existential nightmare creatures you have to avoid getting eaten by. I did actually just look it up, and I did not realize that Pikmin 3 released in 2013, so it is actually a 10-year gap. Yeah. Jesus. The biggest thing we got between them was Pikmin 3 for the Switch. Because <laughs> why the hell not? <laughs> because it's not like it was doing the Wii U any favors. Fair enough. Oh, I'm so happy, Greg. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so glad you. to have that game confirmed and announced and it's ah you know what this means there's still hope for Prime 4 I can think of several people who would like nothing more than for that to happen so all in all good direct just for that mm. everything else yeah that's cool that's fine yeah that's whatever Goldeneye yeah sure okay Pokemon Stadiums okay you got it chief Pikmin 4 that's news that's news that's the stuff hostess Absolutely. <laughs> shall we trailer time? We shall trailer time. Very good. What do you want to start with? I mean... There's only two, so I guess, uh... Yeah, I mean, there's two, and... Hold on, I'm gonna flip a, I'm gonna flip a tube of wood glue. <laughs> okay. Tails, I guess we're going with bromates. I'm questioning why you have a wood glue with you. Oh, I'm sorry, it's fabric glue. That doesn't answer the question? <laughs> you won't get one. <laughs> so, I will say, when I watched this trailer, when it's, when the title card dropped it from, the, from executive producer Snoop Dogg, I did actually say out loud, X-fucking-scuse me? <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> it's like, what? And as it progresses, like... Oh yeah, this is this is this has Snoop Dogg written all over it. It is just this is zany enough to be Snoop Dogg. <laughs> it's funny because the trailer had me in the first part and then steadily started losing me as things got more out of control. I mean, the trailer kind of lost me from the get-go, I'm going to be completely honest, especially like during the bit where it's like 
it's like, yeah, she broke up with me over a stupid misunderstanding. And it just go- cuts to a woman being held up and being tickled, be- <laughs> being tickled by a little Ray Howry with a feather. And he just turns to his girl, just like with the biggest, dumbest smile on my face. He starts going, hey, baby, you're you're home early. Like, and, it, and the thing is, it's not even the, as far as I can tell, it's not even the whole, like, I got caught. The man is being completely genuine. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's a thing of like what the hell? I want to know more about this series of events. I don't care about the rest of the movie. <laughs> I did like the bit with the other guy where his girlfriend tells him it's mostly an emotional affair. But what about all the sex? Oh, that's happening. Yeah, and it's very <laughs> physical and sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah, this movie it's this movie doesn't exactly grab me, but it did get some a few laughs out of me. That's for sure. Yeah. I'll agree to that. Also, what's that? Who who is singing? I want to dance with somebody. Ah, oh, crap! Oh, crap! It just came out of my brain, and now it's gone. Was that Kevin Hart in that movie? <laughs> no, I don't think so. God, I'm bad with actors. I I hope I hope Kevin Hart isn't isn't in. I want to dance with somebody. No, I mean in Bromace. Oh no, that's a that's that's little Ray Howard. Howard. Uh, okay. He was the guy in Get Out who was like, I am, in, I am in the TSA, we handle things, and I motherfucking handled it. That's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really do like him. I do think he's pretty funny. Well, now I feel bad for getting him mixed up with Kevin Hart. <laughs> My deepest apologies. Y- yes, indeed. Oh, man. Hmm. Also, that that part made me laugh a little bit more just because I had just finished watching the trailer for I Want to Dance with Somebody, and I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Am I in the right movie? Yeah. So Uh, I guess we'll see how that one goes when it comes out, I think, in November. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. I'm not, like, completely, like, off-put by it, but this is definitely kind of a weird romantic comedy stoner movie. Like, no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then there's I Want to Dance with Somebody. I feel like this is a movie that I would take my mom to. Accurate. And I I mean that in the most complimentary way possible, because it is one of those things where it does look like it's quality. It's unfortunately a thing that doesn't do anything for me, but I'm pretty sure my mom was a pretty big Whitney Houston fan during her career. So this is very much kind of the thing of, like, I would take my mother to see this movie, and I think she would have a very good time with it. Oh, Whitney Houston's great. The main thing that's going to determine whether I see it is how long it is, because that did stop me from seeing Elvis. Yeah, considering how much there is of Whitney Houston, because the woman was very much an icon, I have a hard time seeing this being a short movie. Like, But I would, you, I, hmm? you also run into the thing of, there's not an obvious reason for the movie. Like, there doesn't seem to be a central conflict, at least not that's readily apparent from this trailer. I'm not saying they all need it, but that does seem to be the prevailing phenomenon with these kind of musician biopics. Hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, at the end, when the guy says, I'll think about it, but it needs a hook, and she says, oh, I'll give it a hook. <laughs> and all I can think is, yeah, the movie could use a hook. Yeah. Because it seems like the hook right now is just, do you like Whitney Houston music? Which I do, but I don't need to go see a movie for that. Yeah, it is. It does kind of seem like it's 
the trailer gave the impression of it's banking on the whole thing of this movie's about Whitney Houston. That that's all you need. What what other reason would you want to have to see this movie? <laughs> guys, wait, come back. <laughs> guys, wait, come back. Whitney Houston. <laughs> and like I'm not and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to give shade on Whitney Houston, God rest her soul, but it, it really is like just the feeling that was given from this trailer. But it does have Stanley Tucci in it. It does have Stanley Tucci in it. I do like the Tooch. <laughs> that sounds wrong somehow. <laughs> Yeah, it was supposed to. You're welcome. <laughs> Free ammunition. Have fun. Oh, oh boy. The tooch is looch? That, that doesn't work. Should we move on to the box office? <laughs> you know what? That's probably a good idea. Take a drink. This might end up being a shorter episode after all. Oh, boy. So at the top of this weekend's box office was The Woman King, which took in $19 million. Okay. And I did want to go see that one and might still, but it was a case of it's over two hours long and, uh... Oh, is it really? Yeah. Hmm. So it was a case of it's over two hours long and the only time I can make it is 10 p.m. and that's... Yeah, that's not happening. That's not happening. Mm. Two hours and 14 minutes. Oh, damn. It had a $50 million budget, so we'll see if it can keep some momentum going and make more money because... Mm. It sounds like it's great. Yeah, it seems like it's been getting, like, solid reviews so far. Agreed. And it's definitely, it's basically within the time period, a general time period where it's like, alright, this is kind of where my, like, interest in world history, like, really starts to take off. Because I think it's, like, taking place in, like, mid to late 19th century West Africa. Mm. So it's like, alright, that got my attention. So hopefully it's able to keep it going. Yeah, definitely an interesting premise, and I like Viola Davis. I just needed actual time to go see it. <laughs> yeah. Second place, Barbarian, with a 6.3 million domestic weekend, which shows you how everything else is doing. <laughs> for a $20.9 million domestic total and $21.9 million worldwide, against its $10.5 million budget, that means it should actually be making some money at this point. Yeah, it's making a little bit of money, at least. And hey, this is only second weekend, so even if it keeps dropping, it'll still make a little bit more, hopefully. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Third place, Pearl, which took in $3.12 million in total, against a $1 million budget, so sounds like it's already making some money. Mm -hmm. Fourth place, See How They Run. With a $3.1 million domestic weekend in total and $7.6 million worldwide. Unfortunately, I can't find the budget for this one. But since it's got Sam Rockwell in it, it's mm -hmm. probably more expensive than that. Uh, more than likely, yeah. And then in fifth place, you already know what it is. <laughs> is it still Maverick? <laughs> it's actually Bullet Train. Okay, I was gonna say, like, what the actual hell? I got like, him. I, like, I had him going. I was going to say, it's like, I know I've like kind of done it in a semi-joking late way, but it's like, if this movie is still in the top five after this much time, it is actually ridiculous. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I've done it. I've bamboozled Greg. <laughs> to be fair, that's not really that hard to do. <laughs> it made $2.5 domestically this weekend, bullet train that is, for hmm. a $96.3 million domestic total and $222 million worldwide. Okay. 
Well, I'm definitely glad that that's still making money, because that movie was a good time. Yeah. All in all, pretty weak box office this weekend, but... Mm. Especially when you consider that highest place was 19 million and second place was 6.3. Yeah, that's a big drop. And And it sounds like we backed the wrong audience horse by seeing See How They Run. I don't know what you're talking about, man. (laughs) Oh, I just always find it interesting to see, did we see the number one movie this weekend? Ah, fair. (laughs) And the answer is not this time. Not this time. But I still had a good time. Yeah, it was very fun. Because it's time to talk about See How They Run. Mm -hmm. Starring Sam Rockwell and Cyrese Roman. Yeah. I I don't know if you want to start with the basic premise of it or not. (laughs) Yeah, might as well. It's a whodunit. Where a guy doing a movie adaptation of a whodunit gets moited, and <laughs> Sam Rockwell is in charge of the investigation, and Cyrus Roman is his assistant, I guess you could- I mean, she's still a constable. Yeah. As they never let you forget. Mm-hmm. But, she's basically the Watson. Yeah. I looked it up later on after seeing the movie because I realized that they just constantly refer to her refer to her as Constable Stalker, and it's like okay, she actually has to have a name in the movie, right? And it's like no, she is just Constable Stalker throughout the entire movie, and Sam Rockwell is just known as Inspector Stopper Stoppard. It's Commissioner like Commissioner Constable. <laughs> That inspector, was actually... <laughs> inspector, commissioner, inspector, yeah. constable. Yeah, that was definitely like a thing where it's like, oh, this is the tenant thing all over again. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, this is fine. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny because they right at the start of the movie they make a comment of you've seen one who done it, you've seen them all, <laughs> and then this one proceeds to not really differentiate itself all that much. Eh. I mean, yeah, in all honesty, because it is a thing of, as fun as this movie was, and it's very enjoyable, honestly, the fun that I have with it is what makes me go, it's definitely worth seeing. It doesn't rock the boat by any means. Nah, nah. It's it's one of those things where it's it's very straight-laced, but it is also aware that it's straight-laced, and it does try, and I think succeeds in having a good time with it. Oh, it definitely has a good time. It's just one of those things, and this is the classic me overthinking the movie after I've seen it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do itself a lot of favors by inviting, A, inviting comparisons to Christie stuff, and B, sort of winking at the audience about, oh yeah, yeah, another mystery whodunit, isn't that cute? And then proceeding to just be another mystery whodunit isn't that cute. Well, I mean, the one thing I will definitely give credit for in the movie, and maybe this was this might be a thing that I just wasn't paying attention to. I did enjoy kind of the twist with it, and I very much enjoyed the reasoning behind the twist because it was one of those things where we go, "Is like, yeah, I can I can reason with this. I don't reason with the methods, but I can one hundred percent reason with with the motive." Fair. So, and it's kind of is... hard to talk about that part without getting into spoilers, so I will not rebuttal it here. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. It's just one of those things where you realize the movie has been hand-holding the whole time instead of actually setting up for a subversion to no real substance, I mm-hmm. feel. Mm-hmm. But it's a hoot. It's a real hoot. It's a yeah. funny movie. 
it's a funny movie. It's a very like off the wall movie. Um, Cyrus Roman is adorable. She is adorable, and she kills it. Cause and she kills it in a great way. Because I keep saying Roman, and it's Ronan. <laughs> Got him bad. Autofill by the brain or something. One of the things I enjoyed with her, and they do it for um. Oh, what's the inspector's actor's name? Why am I blanking on that? Right Sam now? Rockwell. Thank you. They do it with Sam Rockwell's character as well, where you are given reason to like have certain ideas about them from the get go. But even though it's like nothing like really crazy, they do kind of give you like reasons later on to be like, oh, okay, no, there's there's a method behind these people's madness, and these are like actual humans. They aren't just caricatures. And right. And that was something where I very much enjoyed because I feel like with a lot of whodunits, especially more comedic ones, the people are there more so to just fill the mold that's required of them at the point and very little left to be like okay no there's an actual human here so that that's part fair. I, that part i thought was was very fun yeah plus the movie honestly it the stupidest shit got me laughing really hard like just the bit of not uh, this sounds kind of a spoiler or anything is <laughs> a summary staying in london Starts flipping mm-hmm. through the book furiously. <laughs> <laughs> I did it's enjoy. Like, oh, I did get that information. I just didn't think you'd want it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think. That was something that I ashamed, like I can reason with that. I can level with that very hard. And it was also the thing that made me like just fall in love with her character. <laughs> mm. It's just like, oh, oh, I can I feel this. I feel this so hard. But this is one of those things where it's both kind of a neat quirk and oddly adorable at the same time. <laughs> Plus I think it also helps that they kept a lot of the focus on the two main investigators. Mm-hmm. Because the other characters and members of the cast weren't necessarily the most well-developed, but they don't feel like they need to be. No. Everyone else was very much in the spot of, okay, we need you to be this type of thing. And it's mostly being carried by Rockwell's, I'm too old for this and I want to be done with this, Inspector. Mm -hmm. And Ronan's... I really want to catch this person so people will take me seriously and also because it's the right thing to do. But boy, howdy. <laughs> it's hard to catch a murderer. Yeah, it is. Think we're going to move into spoilers? I think so. All right. Uh, definitely worth seeing, mm-hmm. I'd say, 100%. It is not the greatest whodunit. It's certainly not Knives Out, but... Oh, yeah, that that's a high bar, though. And it's not Murder on the Orient Express. Hmm. But still good, still, still good. very good. Yes. So if you don't want to get spoiled, uh, make sure to click away because we're going to talk spoilers in three, two, one. Now they dead ass telegraph the ending for us. They kind of did it in the um, escape room two way, where it's like there's no. It's like all right, they're making it obvious. There's no way they're actually going to stick with it. It's like and they stick with it. It's, it reminded me of the first time you showed me um, season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> oh, and I accidentally spoiled that Ward was Hydra? Yeah, and it's like, no, 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 you don't have to worry about that. And then it was like, it, I was right all along? What? 
good times. Yeah, they telegraph. They do telegraph the ending, and that was kind of one of those deals where it was a bit. I didn't. It's like I thought it was funny, but I also still thought it was a little silly. You know the worst thing? They even telegraphed the ending at the very start when Copernic said, and it's always the least likely character. Mm. And yeah. that kind of mm. really bugs me about this movie, and it's part of what I mean when I say that the movie spends too much time winking to do anything of real substance, because mm. I was 100% in when I thought it was secretly Rockwell who had done it. Yeah, I could... I don't know, when they were kind of going that route, it was a thing of, like, I can see how these are reached, but I... It was one of those things where I see it, but I also don't see it at the same time, if that makes sense. Hmm. I was just curious with, okay, if that is the case, how did he set all this up? How do you go about it? Yeah. Because that would be actually surprising, and I don't know how many... I don't think there's that many whodunits I've seen where the detective investigating the case is the one who done it. Um, one of the things with that actually to kind of circle around to like Sarri's Ronin's like um character in it during that whole bit is that I realized after that and also after sleeping on the movie that she it seems like her role is supposed to be like how the audience how an audience member views these movies. Especially in the bits where she, like, sees him in the wrong place at the wrong time and has, honestly, in my opinion, like, reason to believe. It's like, alright, yeah, this makes too much sense for it to not be it. Have I been mispronouncing this name wrong the whole time? Hold on. One sec. Mm-hmm. It's Sersha. Are you fucking kidding me? So. Wow, I... I'm a fucking idiot. So I've actually heard the name both ways because I went to high school with a girl named Sersha. So, but I've also heard um, people call the name Saris as well with no correction. So it's like, okay, I don't know which one it is. <laughs> well, apparently it was Sersha this whole time. <laughs> Fuck me. Eh. Whatever. Now I know for the future. I can't believe I got this poor actress's name wrong twice. Mm. Well, now we know. And knowing is half the battle, G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. But, no, I it was a very much a thing of, like, okay, so I can see where that's going. And, honestly, I thought that part was definitely very fun, because it is, especially when she runs up to, I forget what the woman what the woman was, but she's like, I am arresting you for the murder. He's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. no, no. no. <laughs> it's like, oh, sorry. It's like, all right, I see where this is going, and this is very fun. She's a real film buff. I'm not. Encyclopedia acknowledges. I never said that. <laughs> no, I was like, I was like, this woman is a calmer version of Cody. <laughs> this woman is a calmer, much more awkward version of Cody. <laughs> Just between like the talking about movies and the extreme observation. <laughs> yeah, Whoops. when a whodunit happens, I will make some wild ass predictions. <laughs> Case in point, I was willing to believe it was Rockwell for a minute there. Yeah. It was one of those things where, like I said, it didn't completely like get me because I had a hard time seeing how he would have done it. But it was also a thing of, like, given what was presented, it's a thing of, like, but it does make sense. I did actually kind of have a little bit of an issue when it turns out that um, she was wrong and that she didn't. And that they got pissed off at her. It's like, to be fair, man, 
Like, just look at all the stuff presented in front of her. Like, can you blame her? Especially since she's, like, trying to figure out a murder investigation. I feel like, on the flip side, mm-hmm. you can't be going through every single murder investigation wondering, what if my partner did it? <laughs> yeah, that's that's completely fair. That's completely true. Because then you're never going to get anywhere. <laughs> yeah, and then... I think the bit that I unless there was something else you had to say about anything before like the twist of the movie. Nah. Okay. I mean, we're not really going in order. This is just kind of stray observations that spoil the movie. That's fair. No, I mean, I do kind of want to talk about the twist because it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, it because it turns out it's actually the guy who like runs the bar and brings drinks to people. Be, yeah, sure. The Usher, and his motive for it is that he wants to play in the movie stop because it actually goes over what happened to him and his brother. That was kind of one of those things where the movie was very correct in that it's like, yeah, it's the person you least expected. But as he's like going over it, especially talking about like how everyone like treats the story, that was kind of a bit where it's like, you know. I have zero agreement with your methods. I definitely think you've like like forget overboard you've gone over the fucking wall but i can see where you're coming from and i can empathize at least a little bit because i can imagine how painful it is to have something like so traumatic that like shook you for the rest of your life be just a piece of entertainment for a bunch of other people and no one like giving a shit about it yeah so so that was kind of the bit where i was like yeah i can i can at least empathize with why he decided to go this way. Of course, it was after that when I realized, like, the movie had telegraphed that. I was like, okay, that's... That part kind of sucks a little bit, but hey. (laughs) It's also funny because you run into the thing where you can tell he didn't do it by the point when he's knocked out. You can tell Rockwell didn't do it Mm -hmm. by the point where he's knocked out and has that dream. Yeah. Because... If he did it, there would have been a hint about it, or there would have been a mention of it in his subconscious, and there isn't one. Yeah, I mean, it is a thing of, like, when he goes to, like, the bar and sees, I forget his name, but sees, like, the murder victim. Kopernik. Kopernik is like, who's murdering you're investigating? He's like, yours? And it's like, okay, so he didn't do it. I'm, it was like a thing of like okay, I'm I'm curious to see like what else they do with this. It was like yeah, there's there's no way he could have done so, it if, if that's but they build up to such a thing of having found his wife, only for it not to be the case. That it's like this is a really weird execution for a twist that did not that either didn't need to exist or should have just been the thing. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Because that was the only bit I could pick up from the twist, was that it, I had empathy for it. Otherwise, it's, like, nothing else going on there. Or at least, kind of the whole thing of, like, the movie not rocking the boat in that regard. Right. I feel like I might have more of an opinion of this movie if I was more familiar with Agatha Christie's work, because I've really only seen the original Murder on the Orient Express film, and that's it. I still need to watch that movie. I need to watch both of the movies. Wait, um, have, I thought we saw it for movie night at one point. If we did, it's been a while. Because I don't remember any of it. It wasn't that long ago. It was after Nick started adding stuff to the list. Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. Anyways. And also the ending was weird. Yeah, I don't know what... Like, 
I don't know if that's supposed to mean this, because I don't know anything about the mousetrap, and I don't know if that means that this movie was, like, a setup of the mousetrap or -hmm. something, and that's why it ends with the same, you are now an accomplice to the murder, please do not speak anything of what has happened. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be, this is somehow related to the twist in the mousetrap. Yeah. But what a weird circular reference if so yeah that was a weird because the movie does this whole thing by breaking the fourth wall with both lead actors talking to the audience only at the end though only at the very end and that kind of that was actually something that broke my suspension of disbelief because that was the bit where it's like i don't understand what's going on at this like is it a movie within a movie yeah well I've heard I've heard of like films doing things or like films or shows doing things where like there's a show within a show or a movie within a movie and if you pay attention to it you see the whole thing play out but I don't think we ever saw the entire play from start to finish during the course of the movie. No, definitely not. Yeah. Like is this supposed to be what Copernic would have done with the script and then somebody picked it up and finished it for him and this is the end result or something? Maybe. Uh I I think you mentioned it at one point, but it, at a certain point, it was kind of the deal of, like, watch this be the, like, finished film that someone else is taking control over. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Well, in any case, good time, even if it isn't the most ambitious of mystery murders. Yeah. I would I would say it's a solid 7 out of 10 movie. And it's worth seeing for the two leads alone. Yeah, I'll agree with both of those statements. Mm. So next week, our options are very limited. (laughs) It's either Don't Worry Darling or it's Avatar re-release, and I would uh, just as soon poke my eyes out with a sharp stick as (laughs) indulge in Disney removing Avatar from Disney Plus to encourage people to go see it in theaters. I will continue to not watch Avatar whenever I damn well please. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, I haven't seen them like the Avatar movie ever. Me so. neither. I have it on disc even, and I still haven't seen it. And I'll continue Wh- to not see it for as long as I want. Okay, your collection habits confuse me. And I work with somebody who collects so much stuff that he could buy a pretty decent luxury car. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you might have been expecting a witty comeback. There is none. <laughs> Not a one to be found. <laughs> so next week is Don't Worry Darling. And I think, yeah, I, I'm going to say next week is probably going to be Don't Worry Darling. I'm still excited. I don't care what anybody says. I, I'm i curious about this movie. I don't think, I, I have a hard time seeing myself enjoying it, but I am very curious about it. Oh, I think it's going to be an anxiety fest and a half, but I'm still mm. looking forward to it. Fair enough. Same way I was looking forward to Barbarian. Yeah, fair. And who boy, what a time that was. Oh, yes. Anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, follow us on Spotify or RSS. Soon enough, there should be some socials popping up. And when that happens, make sure to follow us on them, too. Yes, indeedy. But in the meantime, this has been Under the Bridge with Cody, a.k.a. the Scarlet Troll. And with Greg, a.k.a. Greg. And thank you again. Bye. Bye.